morning, guys. This is Sean. And this is Dana. And welcome to our podcast, Morning with the Mishes. Yeah, so this is born out of just good conversations and this need that both of us felt on our heart to be able to share these conversations with like the people that we love that maybe we wouldn't otherwise be able to say it to them um, or just to people in general. Uh, sometimes we found that like I thought something Sean said was super edifying, he thought something I said was edifying mm-hmm. and we just wanted to be able to share that with people. Um, as introverts, yep. we were aware that <laughs> taking us out of our natural habitat, the conversations would probably not flow as easily. So that is why we have created this podcast also because we are a little bit cooped up right now, as you yep. all know, with COVID-19, as it is called. So we're making the best of it. Yep. So basically, pandemic plus introverts equals podcast, I think, is what we've got here. Yeah. <laughs> and plus the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. God willing, we are doing this all for Him and all for His greater honor and glory. And yeah, just to bring you a little bit of brightness in your morning, in your day, whenever you happen to listen to this. So hopefully this is a good opportunity for you guys to... Start off your day with something refreshing, something edifying, and just something that brings you closer to the Lord. Yeah, and we also hope that we make you laugh. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hello, friends. Uh, We made it to the end of another week. Woo! We are exactly one week away from Good Friday. Woo! I've already expended all my energy in both those woos. It has been a long week, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you what has happened, but it's been a lot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we're making it work. Making this quarantine slash shelter in place slash whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're making it work. <laughs> I'm sure people have come up with much more creative names for it. <laughs> I'm sure they have. That's why I said whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, so fun stuff. Mm. Um, can be. It is what you make it. We've had some beautiful walks. Mm-hmm. True that. We've had some lovely, lovely times with that. And just, yeah, some good and prayerful moments as well in the midst of all the crazy. Finished my taxes. That's always a plus. <laughs> Getting that stimulus check. Hoot, hoot. Yes. Uh, but yeah, prayerful moments for sure. Um, you know, this is our po- Catholic podcast, so we chat about holy things like holes in the bottom of the socks. Nope. <laughs> or in the nope. bottom of the seat. I refuse. I refuse. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you bring that song up? How dare you? How dare you? For those of you that don't know, there is a hole in the bottom of the sea. Tell them more about this hole in the bottom of the sea. Well, there's a speck on the eye of the flea, on the wing of the fly, on the tongue of the frog, on the bump on the log, on the hole in the bottom of the sea. (sighs) 
this is this is what I have to deal with, people. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got the I'm going to murder you face from Dana. <laughs> Something like that. <sighs> yeah. Can you tell we're out of energy? <laughs> I don't know. I still have some energy. I have some reserves. Something like that. Something I'm like impressed. That. I'm I impressed. Took a nap. That's yep. what we can do with our free time. We can take naps. We can mm. go back to our childhood. We can color. Yes, um, we colored the other day. That was great. It's very relaxing. Um, can sand down that bar stool that you bought at the consignment shop and <laughs> someone have someone accidentally sit on it wearing black pants. If there's anyone else out there who has experienced that in the past week, <laughs> let us know. I will be, please tell us because I want to know because I will be in shock and awe if any other human being has experienced specifically that mm-hmm. in the last week. <laughs> oh, oh dear. dear. Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So, friends, with that, let us talk about the ocean of mercy. Okay. (laughs) It's amazing, number one. Number two, it's just quite an image. Um, It's always one that I'm I'm struck by, uh, because if you think about it, like what in Saint Faustina's diary, she asks to be immersed in the ocean of God's mercy, and she even says, "All my nothingness is drowned in the ocean of your mercy," and similar things as that. And it's kind of a it's a nice image at first. You think about it, like, "Oh yes, be immersed in the Lord and immersed in His mercy," because Lord knows I need it. Um, all very true. Um, but I don't know if you've been to the ocean, but I've been to both the Atlantic and the Pacific. And let me tell you, Pacific definitely almost swept me off my feet. Um, literally, literally, (laughs) um, among other things, it was quite a powerful ocean. Um, even the Great Lakes can be pretty pretty intense at times with the waves and everything and uh this summer i this past summer i had an opportunity to be on a banana boat thing i don't know i was on the back of someone's speedboat basically and i was on this banana boat thing with a few other women and this person uh driving the speedboat zipped around and i was flung into the lake which was just a regular little still little lake and oh my gosh water went up my nose down my throat like I had no choice but to swallow because it was just it forced itself down my throat and it was just unpleasant and I'm like okay being dunked in a lake being dunked in the ocean literally sweeps you off your feet it's water up your nose, down your throat. It's a total, full, full experience, okay? 
You might even think you're going to die, okay? It is a full experience here, folks. <laughs> and it's funny because that's what we compare God's mercy to, is mm-hmm. an ocean. And it's just, it's funny because it's so overwhelming. And sometimes, yeah, it is painful because, A, we we have to admit our need for his mercy and that humility, yep. that humility can be painful at times, or sometimes it's it's painful to look and to see like, you know, I I really screwed up here. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might have experienced might experience shame. Say probably a lot of us, or might be a lot of lies that have to be cut away, or wounds in our hearts to be healed. And the Lord's Mercy envelops all of that and brings all of it up, washes it away. Um, and sometimes can be more gentle than others. Sometimes you just, you're immersed without actually being in pain, like, when I was at the uh, on the Atlantic side of the ocean, I was there as a child, and I was able to swim in the waves, and it was fun. And yeah, I got a lot of salt water in my mouth, but it was still fun. And so sometimes the Lord's mercy is more gentle, but other times it is. It is kind of painful, but still we ask for that. So it's just kind of an amazing, it is an amazing thing to think about. It's especially good to reflect on that in a time like this, in that um, I think all of us are a little bit in need of rejuvenation mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And um, like we were like we were saying at the beginning of this, like we're making it work, we're surviving, like Making it work and surviving isn't always, like, <laughs> a pleasant place to be. Mm-mm. You you get tired fast. You yeah. run out of energy. You, e- even in the best of circumstances, like, I mean, here I am feeling that way. And, like, I don't, I don't have any, like, family members immediate or otherwise who are, like, experiencing the virus. Like, I'm not having to, like, be on the front lines of, like, the healthcare industry right now. Right. I'm, like... I'm just an everyday person who happens to be like in pretty good health and just sitting in a house most of the day. And even I'm feeling like the weight of it in some ways Um, and feeling that lack of energy, feeling that need for rejuvenation, feeling like I'm just making it work, surviving sort of mode. Um, And it's in that that we need that rejuvenation. We need to find those things that fill us up and refresh us. And all of those things come from just the bounty of God. Like every everything that genuinely fills us up is a gift. And it's so good to like think of the mercy of God in that moment because it's... It's so, it's so important to realize just how bountiful his mercy is. Because um, that, that's what I think of when I think of, like, the ocean of mercy is... is um, so you're talking about, like, the experience of it, like, the whether it's the overwhelming or, like, the, mm-hmm. um, the, full, like, the full experience of it. 
um, I think of like just like the immensity yeah. of it, just like the the um, the breadth of it, the scope of it. That it's so massive mm-hmm. that um, um, I think I think it's maybe Sam Faustina um, who talks about like the ocean of mercy and like our souls and like all of our sins are just like little a drop in the ocean. Yeah, a little drop in the ocean, or mm-hmm. like just like little grains of sand that just get washed away in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just to like think of the bounty of God in that time, and particularly in 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 this case in the ocean of mercy, just how 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 great His mercy is, how much He longs to forgive us, how much He longs to bathe us in His mercy, to wash away all of our sins, all of our imperfections, um, to make us whole, to revive us and refill us. Um, and also just how easy it is for him, you know, like we're not like it, it can feel sometimes um, it's, it's easy to buy into the lie that um, that by exposing our weakness or our shame that we're somehow being burdensome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the reality is like Christ carried all that burden already up yeah. to Calvary mm-hmm. and put it to death. So like really just kind of leaning into that mm-hmm. and yeah not letting that be an excuse to stay away from god's ocean of mercy yeah that's beautiful i've heard mercy defined as love encountering suffering mm, i love that mm-hmm. i think it was actually pope saint john paul ii probably yeah 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 it's so true like yeah the love of god is so is so compassionate um -hmm. which like if you look at that word compassionate um like it comes from it it's it's meaning if you look at the words that it comes from is to suffer with Mm -hmm. like his love literally just encounters us where we're at it it he became incarnate just to encounter our suffering and to take it on himself like what great love that is and yeah yeah it kind of gives a whole new meaning to the um the prayers that we pray whenever we pray the divine mercy chaplet when you're thinking about like mm-hmm. you expire jesus but the source of life gushed Gosh. forth for souls and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world like it's it's out of that compassionate love that merciful love that um in him coming and encountering our suffering encountering our sin and taking all that on himself and sacrificing himself at calvary that that ocean of mercy that like washes away our sins that makes us whole that revives us is made available to us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i guess then the question becomes how do we how do we encounter the ocean of mercy in what seems to be very much a desert place Mm question well now we cannot say that we don't have time for the lord uh, for prayer for silence so i think step one is just taking time whether it's 
first thing in the morning when you go get up because you know his mercies are new every morning mm-hmm. or before you go to bed at night um, I highly recommend the examine prayer um, maybe look it up um, and night prayer is really beautiful uh, just so things like that where you just take a moment to sit with the Lord and to listen just to his voice and how he sees you and how he sees your day. Maybe bring to him something that was hard. Maybe it was a joyful moment. But we encounter his ocean of mercy, especially in those moments of suffering. Um, as I mentioned, mercy is love encountering suffering. And our Lord just, he's compassionate. He sits with us um, in these moments. He doesn't detest us in our moments of sin. He doesn't detest us in our moments of failure. Um, Our Lord sits with us and he does call us son. He calls us to greatness He knows what his children can be. Um, Mm. He knows what great saints we can become, each and every one of us. Um, But yeah, so he sits with us. And he asks us to give him the dark parts. Maybe you're alone. Or maybe even with your family. And you have a lot of time to think. I know I have a lot of time to think. Um, And oftentimes, oftentimes when we sit and we're not really doing anything, first person that we're going to encounter is ourselves and the Lord. Um, But oftentimes we encounter those dark parts. Um... And those parts that we didn't really want to look at, like, I didn't really want to think about that moment, but, oh, here it is. Uh, Nothing I can really do about it. I could try to distract myself, but it's there. And I can either wrestle with that thing on my own, or I can bring it to the Lord and peacefully just surrender it to Him and ask for His mercy for maybe whatever... Maybe whatever I did that was wrong in that moment, or um, some, or if I'm holding on to unnecessary blame, or or holding on to unforgiveness, just entrusting that to the Lord. Hmm. Yeah, this is such a good time, I think, to to take stock of where our hearts are. Um, um, particularly in our relationship with the Lord, but also just in all of our relationships. Um, because that, I think, is maybe where we all need the most um, rejuvenation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in our minds, too, um, just in all the information that they're taking in, mm-hmm. um, just all of everything that we have to process in a time like this. But yeah, also just like looking at the ways in which 
we're extending ourselves, looking at those ways in which our emotions are, um, are reacting to things around us, um, whatever they might be, like taking stock of that and letting the Lord enter into that. Because, yeah, that's going to be, I think, what makes the difference between this being a time that is that crushes us and one that actually becomes um, kind of a path to um, to renewal, to rejuvenation, mm-hmm. um, which is the whole point of Lent, right? Is we, we go through the desert, but not simply just to like crush something in ourselves or to crush ourselves. We go through right. it um, to enter to enter into the death of Christ, but with the hope that we then enter into the resurrection as well, into mm-hmm. that new life, into revival, renewal, rejuvenation of our of our interior selves, of the deepest parts of who we are, of who we were made to be. And yeah, the only way we can do that is if we allow the Lord to see those places, you know, if we mm-hmm. acknowledge them ourselves and are honest about them. And mm-hmm. Yeah, if if this time time doesn't give you a good time to introspect and like actually take an honest look at those selves, nothing will. <laughs> like this is this is a dry time. It's a slow time. It's a scary time. It's a time that if if you're not seeing what's going on internally, if you're ignoring that, like it's going to show in your exterior life, you know? Like mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Like, the interior life doesn't stay interior. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) There is something about the deepest parts of us that just refuses to be kept silent. (laughs) Yes. And, yeah. And especially in a time that's, like, a, a time of, like, not being able to drown it out with busyness or with, like, normal everyday life, like... It is going to make itself very present. <laughs> yes. And that's when you need, need, need the ocean of mercy. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you might encounter things that you really don't want to see about yourself, about how you operate, about what you believe, about how, you, how you've acted towards people or towards yourself or just towards maybe something in your life that has become an idol for you. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's in that time that you need the Lord's mercy. You need his love. You need to know that he looks on you with a gaze of love, even seeing all of that, all of, all of the crap, all of the stuff that you don't like about yourself or about, Um, the way that you do things or something or some other part of your heart like that's when you need to experience the loving gaze of christ Mm -hmm. Um, to see his gaze from the cross and knowing that he is saying to you i already saw all this when i went to calvary you know Mm -hmm. that he that as god like he's not bound by like Oh, I died 2000 years ago. So I I would if I had anticipated this, I wouldn't have got up on that cross for you, you know? Like no, he saw, he knew. He he knows you better than you know yourself. There's probably even more crap down there that you haven't seen yet that yeah. you haven't gotten to. <laughs> That's which is another annoying part of the interior life is once you start like uprooting one thing, it's like, "Oh, look, there was a whole another thing that I need to uproot underneath that." <laughs> yeah. 
The but root system is bigger than I anticipated. <laughs> it's it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> We're rather complex. We are rather <laughs> complex, but thankfully, our Lord knows what he's doing. And mm-hmm. yeah, he looks on us with eyes of love, eyes of mercy and compassion. Mm. Does not ignore those um, those that root system. He doesn't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knows the best way to, sometimes it's um, slowly but surely. I would say probably most times it's slowly but yep. surely. Uh, sometimes even imperceptibly. And he's very patient. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, like, he needs to get out of your life fast. And you mm-hmm. find that in the very large conversion moments. Um, mm. So he calls us to... To change it a little bit. He calls us to metanoia, which is a 360 turn. 180 turn. Yeah, not a 360. Not 360, (laughs) 180. (laughs) 180 turn from how you were living your life before to how he's calling you to live your life now. And there is no turning back. Um. It's that, it says that song goes, though none go with me, still I will follow, no turning back. Mm. Um, the cross before me, the world behind me. But um, yeah, our Lord, he calls us to this conversion of heart and mind, and even will, um, to be able to acknowledge those things in our lives that maybe weren't the best, or maybe even just to wake up. Wake up out of lukewarmness. Wake up out of lethargic living, if you want to call it that. Um, Just to wake up and see the goodness of the Lord. See the goodness of life. And to see how much he loves you. How much... Good things are in the world, no matter how bad, no matter how hopeless things look. Just to see how amazing it all is and how much hope there really is. Um, He calls us, yes, to metanoia, each one of us, continuous conversion. Mm -hmm. To really turn our lives around and to follow him. Mm-hmm. wherever he leads and to trust that he will lead you to what is best he really does have our ultimate happiness in mind mm-hmm. and ultimate happiness is heaven um but i do believe that we can be happy on this earth even amidst our suffering even amidst mm-hmm. the pain and but it i'm not saying that we all have to be optimists no. Um, <laughs> Lord knows we're not all optimists, even here talking to you today. Nope. Um, I myself am more of a... I'm an optimist from what you hear, but there's a lot of cynicism. <laughs> but I'm still happy. and <laughs> I am happy, dang it. <laughs> I am happy, dang it. And why is that? Because I know that the oh, Lord dear. is my Savior, that the Lord loves me. 
And he's calling me on to a life lived with him, for him, through him. And this life is not just a humdrum life. This life is not just uh, barely hanging on. I mean, there are days like that, but that's not that this life is. This life is an adventure. It's an adventure with the Lord. And in every moment, there's something awesome that he's doing. Um, And we don't have to see all that. We don't have to see all the awesome things that are happening, especially in the very, very hard moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes he sees fit to show us later in the hard moments um, what those good things were that were coming. But there really is so much goodness in every moment. And we just have to open our eyes and look. We have to be, but not just to open our eyes, but to actually be willing to receive. Um, I'm reading a book right now by Father Jacques Philippe. It's called Fire and Light. Um, And I think the subtitle is Receiving the Gift of God. And he talks about, and I think he's even referring to some other um, saints have said this, but I think probably Therese, but that really it's it's all about receiving and it's all about receiving the Lord's love and even holiness is all about how much we do receive from the Lord. And in order to receive from the Lord, we first have to be open. We have to let his ocean of mercy wash over those parts of our lives that hurt. Um, wash over those parts of our lives that are incomplete and that just need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that I want to go back to that you mentioned is like finding happiness even here in this life. Because it's it's something that I think I think it's it's easy to kind of fall into a couple I think errors I guess where like thinking that oh this life just sucks and we have to wait until heaven for things to be okay um, mm. that's one attitude that that is sometimes there that even I've like fallen into um, or an attitude of just um, you know, if I just had faith strong enough or, like, I was just close enough to God, then, like, all my stuff would be figured out and fixed and we'd mm. all be fine, you know. And neither of those is true. Mm-mm. Like, the most faithful of saints had some of what externally you would call, like, the crappiest lives. Like, oh, yeah. And, yeah. So it's, like... What what does it mean to be happy in the midst of suffering? And I think really it comes down to having an authentic hope, which is not to say that you fall into that like, oh, well, it's crappy here, but in heaven it'll be good. It's It's living out of that hope. It's saying, okay, I believe, I believe in, I believe in God. I believe in Christ and I believe that he is even now preparing a place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to live like that's true is to live knowing that anything that happens here does not happen without purpose. Everything that happens here does not happen um, outside of God's plan. Nothing that happens here 
um, happens without God being able to bring some greater good out of it. And so um, having that authentic hope is not just like, oh, well, in heaven it'll all be good because granted it will be and it'll be awesome. Oh, yeah, for and sure. can't wait for that. Right. But at the same time, it's also like, because I know that that's true, then even this here and now, not only like, is it just, I'll suck it up and get through it, but it's, I can find joy and meaning even here because the Lord didn't just like del deliver us from death. He came into all of our suffering as well. And it's because of that, um, that we can actually be happy even in the midst of our suffering and, um, have that authentic hope that says that this life is not, um, the, the way that it's described in, in an awesome book by Peter Kraft called making sense out of suffering is mm -hmm. that, um, that this, that having hope is shifting from seeing life as essentially this dark path with just patches of light to seeing life as, um, surrounded bathed in light with just patches of shadow um and yeah even if the patch that we're in for the majority of our life happens to be shadow mm -hmm. recognizing that um that around that is an eternity of light recognizing that death is not the end of our story that suffering is not the end of our story that because of god's mercy we have a life that does not end in suffering, that does not end even in death, but that there is a life that extends past that. Mm. And that the life that is waiting for us is one of perf perfection, is one of happiness if we cling to him. And if we can cling to him in that, then even this will all have just been like a bad dream. Even if from beginning to end our life was suffering, it will all have been like a bad dream when we get to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's where his glory will shine the brightest too. Mm. When you talk about um, the patches of shadow and the, and the light, um, it makes me think of, I don't know if you have ever read the back of uh, seed packets. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> so if you want to plant flowers um, or any kind of seed, there's little directions on the back of a seed packet and they tell you what kind of sunlight this particular plant needs in mm. order to grow to its full potential. Yeah, yeah. And there are some that you have to keep out of direct sunlight, believe it or not. Not every flower needs direct sunlight. It will wilt. Mm. It it will scorch. It won't grow. Um, and it's and if you view each of one of us as particular flower, going to Theresean spirituality, Saint Therese, mm -hmm. um, she really does see all of us as flowers in God's garden and she said if everybody was a rose spring would not be so beautiful mm. and just acknowledging the fact that 
my life is not going to look like Sean's life. My life is not going to mm-hmm. look like anybody else's life. Um, no one is going to have the same exact sufferings. No one's going to have the same exact joys. No one, no one's lives are going to look exactly the same, even if it's my brother um, or one of my brothers. And it's just beautiful to see that even just looking at the saints whom we believe um, and trust to be in heaven based on the whole canonization process, miracles, etc. But each one of their lives was so different and Therese would call each one of them their own, like a different flower. Everybody had a special something about them, a particular part of their spirituality maybe, or just a particular way that the Lord brought them through their suffering, or a particular way that they loved the people around them, a particular way that they bloomed in darkness. Mm. You think of St. John of the Cross even, who was persecuted by his brothers, um, by his brother friars, and they literally actually did keep him locked up in darkness for a good amount of time. Like he had a very, he had like a sliver of a window, couldn't even poke his head outside of it. And yet, and he, he even went through dark night of the soul. And yet, despite not feeling God, not seeing God, not even being loved by those around him, he became such an amazing saint that love himself loved so well and that knew that he was loved by God even when he could not see, even when he could not feel. Mm. He knew the love of God and looked to him and to saints like him who lived in dark times even Holocaust survivors who lived in dark times and they still mm. find forgiveness. They still bloom in such a way that is inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite songs of all time, it's it's a choral song, um, but it's set to the words of a poem that was like etched into the walls in um, one of the one of the concentra- concentra- concentration camps, if I can use my words, mm-hmm. <laughs> etched into the walls of one of the concentration camps. And the words were just, I believe in the sun, even when it's not shining. I believe in love, even when I feel it not. I believe in God, even when he is silent. And yeah, just the depth of faith that it takes and the beauty of that of flourishing even in even in the darkness even in like the worst imaginable circumstances the fact that the lord can use even that to bring beauty to bring life that he can turn such human cruelty and human weakness into an opportunity for grace um, is just incredible. And 
yeah, it's it's so good to reflect on that and to look at to look at that to look now at our own time and realize that we're still being called to flourish mm-hmm. even in this time. Are, is it going to look the same as if we were under normal circumstances? No, no. but that's the whole point. Yeah. Is that right now you have what you have in front of you. There's sure there's things that you wish were different. There's things we all wish were different right now. For sure. And yet we can't change that much. We can only respond to what we have been handed. Mm -hmm. And what we have been handed is a time that's very different from anything we expect. It's very different from what we would like. It's very different from how we would normally, um, think of as like an ideal situation or a situation in which we could thrive but whatever the circumstance is the lord still wants us to thrive but also gives us the grace to thrive gives us the grace to flourish even if it is slowly or just imperceptibly like barely in in like the depths of our hearts Mm -hmm. and and if you're able to see the fruit of that awesome if you're able to see how he's working in this time, awesome. Go with that. Pursue that. And if you're not, that's where trust comes in. Mm-hmm. Where you trust that there is something that he's doing in your life if you're just willing to continue to do what you know is right, what you know is good. To continue to know, love, and serve him. To continue to know, love, and serve others. Um, and yeah, to hold fast to hold fast to what you know is good and true and beautiful and to allow the Lord to let you flourish in this time, even if you don't see the flourishing. Amen. That's a good place to wrap up. Yes, I think so. Oh, dear. Let's close in a prayer then. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dearest Heavenly Father, I praise you and I thank you for this day, for this life, for the gift that it is. Thank you for each unique path that you have placed us on and for the unique ways that you walk with us every day. I ask that you touch our hearts Bathe them in the ocean of your mercy and love. Wash away any fears, any doubts, any insecurities, any sins, any past mistakes. Revive our lives, revive our souls. Lead us on to greater glory, to a life lived in you and for you and with you. to a life that leads to the ultimate happiness, which is heaven. Heavenly Father, we just praise you for the gift of this life. And we just ask, just draw us ever close to you. We ask this in Jesus' name, and through the intercession of Our Lady, as we pray, Hail Mary. Full Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Good Help, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Joan of Arc, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you for being with us yeah, Thanks today. for listening, guys. Yep. Yeah. Please continue to listen in, and stay well out there. Be at peace. The Lord is with us, and mm-hmm. we are going to come out the other side of this hopefully stronger and wiser, and with hearts more open to his love. Yes. Amen to that. All right. Be well. God bless you. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.